Welcome to the Relationship Secrets for Parents podcast, how to create a happy relationship and a peaceful family. So the question is, how can we be great parents while having a great relationship at the same time? That is the question, and this podcast will have the answers. Okay, what's up, everyone? This is Jason. I hope things are doing well, and thank you for listening, as always. So I want to share a little bit. My wife and I, a few weeks ago, we felt disconnected. And one of the triggers to feeling disconnected is not only our work and our kids, but also a reoccurring issue that comes up for us. Couples researcher John Gottman says that couples will have the same fight as long as they're together. And Jessica and I, my wife, we have the same fight over and over. And that fight is about money. So if we don't have money, kind of like in the beginning of a relationship, I had credit card debt, not very much income, that created conflict. (laughs) And nowadays, we do have money. That also creates conflict. Because with that money, what do we do with it? Do we save? Do we spend it? Do we go on vacation? Do we get home repairs? All of that stuff. And so the idea of money, it triggers very different things for me and for my wife. And also money means very different things to the both of us. And so we had a conflict and or a fight, whatever you want to call it. And the first problem if I were to diagnose the problem of what happened in our fight. The first problem was that we were tired. If you as a couple have identified the core issue that you always fight over, don't talk about that issue if you're tired. Because the thing about being tired is that the prefrontal cortex part of our brain takes a lot of resources to run. And that prefrontal cortex part of our brain is the part of us that makes us a functional adult. It allows us to be flexible, to be empathetic, to be accountable, to be interested and track how our partner is doing in the moment. And so if that is compromised, we are much more likely to go into the lower parts of our brain, more of the limbic system parts. And when we're there, when we're triggered, when we're frustrated, we only care about one thing, and that's us. That is self-protection. And we really don't care about our partner. We don't care about being relational. We don't care about relationship tools when we're triggered like that. And so it's really important to have an agreement that if we're tired, we're not going to talk about that. And so that was our first mistake. And what led to us feeling disconnected, and you may relate to this, is that because we're busy with work, because we're busy with kids, and when our our kids are finally down, 
Maybe that's 8 o'clock, 8.30, 7.45 on a really, really good day. We are done. Our resources are low. So it can be difficult to have those important repair conversations during the week. Or if we haven't made time, if we haven't set time during the day to be intentional about having the conversation and having some resolution about what come up, what came up. And so that can be a problem because you're so busy, you don't really have time to have the talk. And this is a byproduct when that happens. And that is, you can start to be highly annoyed and resentful of things that your partner is or isn't doing during this time. If you still feel frustration towards your partner, if you haven't repaired the issue, then there's a high likelihood of your partner's natural annoyances to really be turned up. Because a part of you is like, man, I'm really upset. And then that's where annoyances and eventually resentment can build. And that's not a good thing because fundamentally you picked your partner. If we have something that is not repaired and we're not connecting, for whatever reason, we see all of our partner's negative qualities easier. And we forget their positive qualities. What drew us to them in the first place. And so because of that, I think it's important to have an agreement to have a patch. And by that, I mean, say you had a conflict and kind of like a tire. If you have a hole in the tire, you need a patch to be able to still make it home, to be able to still ride the bike. And a patch would be something like at the end of our conversation, if one of us would have said, hey, you know what? We're not going anywhere on this. Let's talk about this, say, Friday morning when we have time and we have more energy. And so that would be an idea of a patch. Another would be if you can do this, and this is difficult, my wife and I do this from time to time, and it's taken years of couples therapy. If you had a point where it's kind of like a standstill, and one of you has the wherewithal to reach out your hands as if signaling, come here, bring it in, let's have a hug. And you do hug, boom, that's a patch. It doesn't mean the issue is 100% resolved, whatever resolution looks like for you. But it means, hey, you know what? We are bigger than this disagreement. We are bigger than the part of us that doesn't really care about the relationship right now, that only cares about being right. Our relationship is more important than this ongoing conversation about money. So a patch, as I mentioned that, is representative of that and they're really important. 
and in a way the patch will help you ride along until you're able to get a new inner tube, so to speak. And having a new inner tube would just be sitting down and having a frank conversation about what happened. You know, what got triggered in the fight. Now, here's a good way to start this conversation. Don't just start throwing out the you, you're you do this. That is not a really good way to begin the repair process. If you're going to have a repair process, if you're going to change the inner tube, so to speak, lead with something that your partner can connect to. For example, if you lead with vulnerability, what was underneath the initial anger, what was underneath your initial frustration, if you can lead with that vulnerability, in a way you're signifying, hey, this is safe. And you can give something for your partner to connect to. For example, you know, say I was to lead with vulnerability about the conversation about money, it would be, I felt stifled. I feel like you say no to any idea that I have for home improvements or, you know, something like that, you know, but the, the key was I led with vulnerability. I didn't lead with a Yura. I didn't lead with you're a tightwad with money or gosh, if you would just relax a little bit, live a little bit. No, that's not a good way to lead. And so for her, if she went to lead with I feel out of control when we talk about all this spending. Boom. I get it. Okay, I can connect with that when my wife says that. And then we can have a good conversation. And fundamentally, we're not going to agree on this. But can we acknowledge where the other person is coming from? That's an example of a repair of getting a new inner tube, so to speak. And then can we put agreements around this issue so it doesn't keep coming up in this way? And one agreement was, and we, we reiterated, we doubled down on this agreement. If we're tired, we're not talking about money, period. And we both agreed to that. And that's going to save us a lot of difficulty because that is our issue. And another agreement is if we want to spend something or if we want to save something, we're just going to talk about it when we're chill, when we have energy. And so this set the groundwork for connection, even though fundamentally we see differently on this issue. And that's okay. If you're in a relationship, you're going to have an issue like this. And what we did to regain the connection was first to have this conversation. And then, I know this is going to sound crazy, but we went on a date. We got a sitter. We went to dinner. We talked. We connected. We snuggled. Had sex. And going back, the idea of sex... The interview I did last week with Fiona Cochran, she made a really good point. Sex is whatever you two define it 
as. And so for my wife and I's definition, we were able to connect that way. And so whatever it is, but the purpose of this, the purpose of repairing, the purpose of connecting is because we're going to be better parents. And also because we feel better. Doing relational work is enlightened self-interest. We feel better. We're better parents. Our kids benefit. Um, we can take a society benefits. And so that's where we're at now. And um, I'll be sure to update you too. I'll, I'll, going back. I'll be sure to update everyone on when our next conflict is. So anyway, thanks for listening. And hopefully this was helpful.